Man, what do you think the odds are of failing nine rolls in a row like that? Paul, what did we need to roll? For that? If I saw a single roll of six hit the table, I was going to turn the engines on. Okay, so we rolled 27 dice, we didn't get a single six. The odds we wouldn't see a six are five out of six, so five out of six to the power 27 is... like less than one percent. That, that was the universe truly deciding that we should be dead. See, Elvis, this is why we can't trust the dice. You think it's astronomical, but it's not because the universe hates us. Dice rolls always fail. No way, Mason, that's not true. I get plenty of warm fuzzies from dice rolls. That's because you roll them for stupid things that you shouldn't be able to fail. Like, you don't have to roll to walk down the steps and Paul doesn't make you. Well, if I get a crit fail, I have to fall down the steps. I mean, you don't have to, Elvis. I don't mind that you do it. Certainly add some chaos to things. All that said, Paul, this is kind of a weird system for a one-shot. It's got a lot of rules about learning skills after the game that we're never going to get to use. Also, I think a lot of the skills we practiced this game aren't really listed in that book. Well, I think a lot of it falls under subterfuge, Lowry. There's also a running skill. Anyway, I think the reason the dice always fail Mason is because Mason uses the narrative to land his goals so often. The only time I ask him to roll the dice is if he does something dangerous and crazy, and those are always the hard rolls that he's likely to miss. Well, Paul, why would I want to take rolls on stuff I'm going to succeed at? You can hear me making the lies. You know, if I could, I'd probably take liar skills so people would be obligated to respect them. I'm not saying you should roll more often. Just that your relationship with the dice is really going to depend on why you roll them. See, I don't get games where people trust the dice. You walk in a room, the GM rolls too high, and a monster bites your head off. Everyone laughs because it doesn't happen very often, but what kind of exciting way is that to die? Honestly, if we'd all died when this boat hit the water, I'd have been fine with that. We cut the ropes before we had the engine. We, we deserved that. Ah, see, but Elvis deployed the tuba snorkel. You're welcome. Right, so here we go. Twice now, people have died from nut allergies, and both times it looked like your fault. You stowed away on a ship, but you were soon to be caught because the most recent incidental death was of a crew member. In a panic, you forgot that the ship was a flying ship, so you cut the lines to the lifeboat, and unable to turn on the engines, you plunged into the sea below from 40,000 feet. And we all died. So you would assume. However, at the last possible second, Elvis pulled the string on the tuba snorkel, causing it to inflate like a comical airbag, cushioning you from a fatal collision, then providing you with a desperate flotation device as the lifeboat splits apart. Your ribs are bruised, if not broken, but by some miracle, you are alive. Clinging to the tuba snorkel, only that between you and death. Oh my god. Uh-huh, uh-huh, tuba snorkel. Oh my god. It's a stupid invention, you said. Well, it would never do this twice. Apologize to the tuba snorkel. You didn't plan for this. You couldn't have planned for this. This was not in the marketing. Well, you never listened to the marketing, and it doesn't matter. It was supposed to be a pillow, but I couldn't get the inflation right, so I made it bigger, thinking it'd take longer to fill up with air. I mean, it, it was still really fast, but maybe it'd work as a mattress. And guess what? Boom! Accidental genius! Well, it's uncomfortable as all heck, so it's not a good mattress. I throw up. That's okay, buddy. Just get it all out. I think I poked a lung. I don't know. The adrenaline is crazy right now. The gods are giving us a second chance, Mason. Yeah, well, they should. Because you screwed up our first one, D. It didn't look that hard to turn on the engine. I could have done it if I wasn't falling to my death. Do you guys smell that? It smells like tin. I think I hit my head. Does this thing come with a rudder? No, Mason. It was supposed to be a mattress. It wasn't supposed to be a boat. Well then, Elvis, we're still dead. We're just out here in the middle of the ocean. All we've got is some hardtack, whatever's left of the fruits, a blender, a hot dog stick, some lipstick, and this stupid life-saving piece of garbage we're all gonna die on. Man, we should have stolen some water. There were probably quite a few things we could have done differently. 
I wish I'd learned to swim at some point in my life. Seems like kind of a long way to swim. That one probably wouldn't have helped you. Nuh-uh, I totally heard about this guy once who swam the whole length of the entire sea. You might be thinking of someone who swam the length of a channel, Mason. No, Lowry, I'm pretty sure it was the sea. If you need rest, you can float on your back and then sleep that way. I could swear I read that in a book somewhere. You think there's sharks out here? That can sense people in trouble. They're like evil dolphins. But if we're lucky, dolphins will find us first and take us to shore. A woman pops out of the water next to you. Oh, I wouldn't expect sharks or dolphins this far out in the shallows, usually. Oh, hello. Elvis, who are you talking to? I can't see over the tuba snorkel. There's a lady here. What do you mean there's a lady? The sea madness is already setting in. I mean, there's a lady and she knows about sharks. A pleasure to meet you. Oh, gosh dang it, I'm going sea mad too. Elvis, your sea madness is contagious. Way to go. Well, I can't help it. You guys are funny. Do you want to come back to my place? Is your place the bottom of the ocean? Because if it's all the same, I'd rather cling desperately to life for a few hours. Can you come back later? Oh, no, no. My place is in the coral reef. But there's an island nearby the reef if you'd rather stay on dry land. Dry... dry land sounds good. Yeah, dry land is really good. This is probably some kind of trap. Well, I could always just leave. No, no, don't listen to Lowry. He does not understand how to lay traps. All of life is a trap, really. We'll happily go to an island. Okay, let me just get a few of my friends. And she vanishes below the water. Alright, so just to be clear, we were all talking to a hallucinatory mermaid, right? I don't see why she has to be a mermaid if we're hallucinating. I've been pretending she's a friendly dwarf hamster. If I'm gonna die in craziness, I may as well be in control. How would a dwarf hamster get this far out in the ocean? It's my hallucination. He lives in the ocean and he breathes water, Mason. That would make him some kind of fish. It doesn't have to make sense, but yes, he's, he's a magical fish hamster. I thought we were talking to a lady. Why is it a he? Because I've come up with a backstory and he has a wife and a kid. But one of his co-workers wants to have an affair with him and he wants to stay true to his wife. But there's a big business meeting coming up, and it's just the two of them. So he's going to have to set aside his sexual tensions. I don't see why you don't tell this from the female perspective. Mason, we are all going to die in the ocean, and I don't know, maybe they're both guys and they're gay or something. It's, it's, why are you nitpicking my script? All I have to do is sit here and cling to this not-even-a-life raft and nitpick your script. Wh who's the real villain here, okay? Uh, all right, about 20 minutes of bickering pass, and the mermaid, or possibly a hamster, surfaces again with two friends. I managed to find someone to help me push. Are you ready? Don't give in to temptation. Stay true to your wife slash husband. I guess I'll take that as a yes. She starts pushing. Hey, are you a hamster? I'm a mermaid, hon. You don't have to be embarrassed, Todd. We're all willing to accept that you're an adorable fuzzy rodent that fits in the palm of my hand. How long have you been out here? Uh, I guess like 20 minutes. I just want to get a real firm grip on the sea crazies early on and be just, just really sure of what I believe, okay? Well, it's always good to see a proactive sailor. I just believe in mastering your environment where you can, you know? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, you know, we're all kind of about that. You guys gradually come up on a little island with a big smoking volcano in the middle of it. Oh, cool. You're going to, a, like, a classic deserted island. Question, though, should we be here if the volcano's active? Oh, Moxicoodle is always awake. But not to worry, he's happy right now. Okay. Is Moxicoodle the volcano? He's a great and powerful being in the form of a volcano. You can offer him prayers. All right, and if I pray for him not to explode, does he listen? Of course, that's what we usually pray for. What if I pray for someone else to come save us from the island? I don't know, no one's ever tried that before. Has Moxicoodle ever exploded in spite of the prayers? Not in my lifetime. They push the tuba snorkel and you guys with it up to the beach. Make yourselves at home, friends. We'll be back with dinner soon. Okay. 
Bye. What a nice and clever dwarf hamster and such perky boobs. They're gonna sacrifice us to the volcano. They're gonna throw us in. Do you think they'd really? They seem so nice. That or keep us as pets until we die from boredom. Either way, it's terrible. I could live with being a pet. You'd be alive, but you won't be living, and you're gonna get so fat. I can think of worse ways to live. I was an ori calcum miner, you know. Well, if we cared at all about living our lives, we'd find a way home, and then write a book about this island and how the mermaids are friendly and topless. And in the long run, we'd ruin this place with misguided tourists. Well, then, maybe the mermaids are right to keep us. Sounds like a bad deal to let us go, Lowry. Speak for yourself. I want to be a famous author. Maybe you can write books for the hamsters, Lowry. Elvis, hamsters can't read. Oh, right. Well, I could imagine them as literate hamsters if you want. I really think them being topless women is going to sell more books. Yeah, to the teenage audience, but with the right publicist. Okay, short stories about a talking hamster who saves sailors and he loves to read. That's like 100 years best-selling children's author stuff right there. I guess that's money. But what about the respect of my peers? Lowry, you hate your peers. We're your peers. You hate us. You're right. I forgot. Well, Paul, we're on a deserted island. What is there to do? Not much, except for make a shelter from the sun and poke around the palm trees. Oh, great Moxicoodle! Will you please set up a shelter for me so I don't have to? The volcano rumbles. Oh, crap. Don't do that! You're gonna make Moxicoodle mad! We're sorry, Moxicoodle! He doesn't believe in you! An extra puff of smoke belches out from the volcano's mouth. Don't tell him that! I mean, I never had a reason to believe before! I'm new! You guys hear one little rumble and you assume the volcano's alive. Well, I'm not going to mess around and find out. Well, I will. Moxicoodle, if you have any will or sentience at all, show a sign. You hear a low, deep rumble from within the earth. Oh god, it's going to explode! Why'd you do this, Lowry? We're sorry, Moxicoodle! Get down in the sand and prostrate myself before his greatness. You land face first on an angry crab. Ow! Excuse me, this is my worship spot! Throw the crab aside and go back to kowtowing. How do you know the crab isn't some kind of god? The entire island begins to shake. A giant plume of smoke and ash chuffs out of the mountain. Kill me, you earth-spewing barf queen. Give me an interesting death, I dare you. The volcano calms down. See, guys, you just have to look in the eyes of the god and then spit. They'll respect you, or they'll kill you outright. It's win-win. I mean, a lot of times the gods resort to torture. Well, Mason, then they'd be leaving me alive. Yeah, but you'd be, like, turned into a banana tree, or a cow, or something. It can't be worse than standing here shouting at a volcano like an idiot. Well, I for one believe in the volcano god. He took pity on me and Elvis, and obviously just didn't know what to do about you. Yeah, so we can rule out this thing being all-knowing. It has volcano powers, and can reach at least this entire island, which for our purpose is pretty godlike. Yeah, and the hamsters worship the volcano, so we're just kind of fitting in with the culture. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they'll be pretty happy that we believe in their god already. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna climb Moxicoodle. Why? Won't that make him angry? Not if I just want to talk and, I don't know, throw, like, some stuff in him. What could you possibly have in common with a volcano to make it worth talking to? I don't know. We both get indigestion. Look, do you guys just want to sit around waiting to be a dwarf hamster's pet human, or do you want to be the prophets who carry the word of the volcano? Because I guarantee, we're going to find out one of the hamsters has a shellfish allergy, and it's going to look like our fault. I'm sure something like that wouldn't happen in threes. There has to be some kind of law that says it can't. Wait, is D still with us? D! Sorry, Mason. I'm just a little bewildered, and you all cope so quick. I'm still trying to mentally catch up with falling out of the boat, and some mermaids came, but they're actually hamsters. 
Yeah, and now, yeah. It's, it's a whole parade. Now get up. We're going to go climb Moxicoodle and learn his holy wishes. When those mermaids come back, we're going to be the land-dwelling prophets of their land-bound god. So are the hamsters or mermaids? Stop or... trying to process it. You just got to get your mind out ahead of you, D. Start watching where you step and not where you've stepped. Okay. Don't worry, D. It takes a while to adjust. But some people never do adjust. I think I might be falling kind of in the latter category. Okay, well, how about this, D? We probably do need shelter. Can you make us some shelter and maybe gather some coconuts? I mean, I reckon I can understand coconuts at least. All right. Perfect. I know it's not the new life that you expected, but it is better than the meatpacking plant, right? Well, there's been a lot of low points on this trip. I won't say it's worse than the meatpacking plant, but I'm going to have to see how the island works out before I know for sure. That's the spirit. All right, Paul, we start climbing up the mountain. Okay, D stays behind to make shelter and you guys head up. How far do you plan to go? All the way to the top, because there's a chance that this really is a supernatural volcano, and I'm not going to mess around taking chances on that. All right, it's a difficult journey, but you're motivated by the hope that this volcano may actually have magic powers and will choose to speak to you. When we get to the top, uh, Elvis, look for a flat stone that we can carve stuff into. Are we going to do a tablet? Yeah. I mean, you can't climb down from a high place without a tablet, or they'll think you didn't speak to God. What if we get down and Dee has built a golden statue to worship? That doesn't seem like something Dee would do. I don't think Dee even believes in Moxicoodle anyway. Well, I didn't want to say this while he was with us, but Dee seems like a really passive follower type. He'll probably worship Moxicoodle as soon as he catches up to it. I mean, it's going to depend on how well we sell it to him. Let's see if we can get some kind of response from the volcano. Paul, I get down on my knees and gaze into the rising smoke of Moxicoodle. Oh, Moxicoodle, great volcano, I wish only to be your bridge, your vessel. Show me your wisdom so that I may take it with me down to the mortals below. Moxicoodle is silent. See, it's just a volcano. Lowry, this is his first time having worshippers sitting there at the edge of his mouth. All his previous worshippers were coconut trees and mermaids. Just give him a minute, okay? Maybe he's shy. Please, Moxicoodle, we beseech you. Let us carry your wisdom to your worshippers that they might know you better. The silence of the volcano is almost eerie. Why don't you just explode and kill us, Moxicoodle? Death is inevitable to us all. Make an example. Shut up, Lowry. Nobody's going to respect tablets that say, Og, Og, I'm dying in lava. The volcano has to have an opinion. You're not sure if it's just the fumes or you. But the smoke of the volcano is beginning to take on odd shapes. Wait, wait, hang on. Look, you see that? It looks like a dog. Does it look like a dog, Paul? If you squint, yeah, at first. But gradually, the smoke begins to settle into three somewhat humanoid shapes. They're high up in the sky, but they look a lot like people, you swear. Look, people! See? Moxicoodle speaks! He acknowledges us! It could still be coincidence. It's natural to see faces and objects that don't have them. People are hardwired to do that. The people come down from up high and meet another humanoid figure. This one has a tail. One of the figures lifts up what appears to be a rock or some heavy, blunt thing, and smoke cascades down over the figure with the tail. Okay. Alright. I think I see where we're going here, and I don't think the mermaids are going to be super happy, but I get where we're going. The smoke that was the object and the mermaid mingles for a while, and then one of the humanoid figures pulls a necklace away from it. The necklace is sharply in focus compared to the rest of the smoke. The figure then casts the necklace into the volcano. Okay. I was kind of hoping for some rules to live by, you know, something to boss D around. Could we have some rules to boss D around after we kill the mermaids? Oh, so they're mermaids now. 
they're not hamsters anymore. Well, I'd really rather not have to kill an adorable dwarf hamster. Those guys are super cute. I, I guess the mountain wants this. Are you going to explode if we don't do it? The volcano rumbles. Okay. Well, I don't know what the mermaids did, but I respect your choice and your ability to burn us all to death. Elvis, I, uh, I guess bring that tablet with you. Okay, it is prophesied. We head back down. All right, you're right back at camp where Dee has done his best to put up a shelter. He asked, how'd the divine mission go? Well, we did get a vision, but I should probably tell you about it later. The mermaids return. They got a bunch of clams, shrimps, lobsters, and other kinds of fish in a giant clam shell that they're using as a platter. Here you go, boys. Dig in. Yep, called it. Shellfish. Of course, they're easier to catch than regular fish. Okay, Elvis, can you hand me that holy tablet? Here you go. Okay, Paul, which one of these mermaids has the necklace that I saw in the smoke? The lead one that saved you. Okay, stand in front of her. So ladies, I climbed the volcano and Moxicoodle gave me a holy mission. You climbed Moxicoodle? What did he command? Bash her in the head and take the necklace. Dee and the mermaids all panic. Come on, guys, we have to go. Grab the tuba snorkel, run. Grab the seafood platter. Dee follows behind, not sure what's going on. Why'd you bash her? They, they were our only source of food! Moxicoodle has spoken! Alright, you scramble back up the volcano. Cast the necklace into mighty Moxicoodle! In it goes! Smoke billows out of the volcano's mouth as it begins to sputter with flame. The island begins to shake. Uh, ah, uh, come on! But I did what you asked! Well, we must have messed up the divine vision. It was really clear! Hit the mermaid with the rock and then throw the necklace in! Amid the smoke and sputtering embers, a face appears. Gaze upon me, mortals, and know that I am Tuka Anu. Wait, I thought you were Moxicoodle. Moxicoodle is a volcano, my prison of many long eras. See, I told you it was just a volcano. There was a perfectly explainable demon living inside of it. Well, that is still powerful and rightly feared. Indeed. But you were so swift and efficient to carry out my will and set me free that I offer you one reward in exchange for your service. Name it, and I will make it so. Okay. Can I talk with the guys? I have waited countless years already, and I am restless. I shall give you no more than two minutes. Okay. Guys, what do we wish for? Let's wish for the tuba snorkel to be an international success. Why would we do that? We'd still be trapped here on the island. We wish we were in a comfortable part of a civilized country where nobody is going to recognize us for any murders or deaths that we committed or are associated with. I commend the modesty of your request. It shall be! Smoke billows out of the volcano and surrounds you. It stings your eyes and lungs. Ugh! Oh, God! Ugh! Is dead from smoke inhalation a nation? Because it's about to be! The smoke clears and you find yourselves all standing in unfamiliar streets, surrounded by unfamiliar architecture. Oh, okay, all right. Whew. I'm sure we can't drink the water here, but I'll take it. Thank you, evil smoke cloud. Don't thank me so soon, mortal. The time to show my appreciation has ended. The time of my ascendance is now. People had stopped in the streets when this thing first appeared, but as it rises up and fire crackles inside of it, someone screams and everyone begins to run. But first I shall help myself to a meal. The first in several millennia. He scoops up your seafood platter. All right, I was looking forward to the oysters, but help yourself, I guess. You are a powerful demon. Wait, <clears throat> there are oysters in this? Are you kidding me? They weren't even mixed in with anything. They were just sitting there. <coughs> I am allergic to shellfish. There was nothing but shellfish on the platter. It was just obviously shellfish. Nothing but. Well, I, 
haven't seen one in so much time, my... The fiery embers that make up the creature's eyes fade away, and shortly thereafter, the smoke dissipates on the wind. Well, I just want to go on the record that that was not our fault. You shout in a language that no one speaks as the crowd surrounds you with cheers and applause. They scoop you up and throw you in the air. Before you know it, you're taken to see someone important. Each of you becomes a minor celebrity, and the tuba snorkel goes on to be a bit of a passing fad which makes Elvis some decent money, before everyone realizes it's a terrible invention. Hey! Yay! We did it. I like the allergy thing saving the day at the end. That was a good twist, Paul. Thanks. So I hope you guys like boat stuff, because next week's game has a pirate theme, and we're getting back on a boat! It probably won't be as bad as trying to stow away, I hope. At least I can yell at the sailors. Well, we'll see. Get excited, it's gonna be radical nautical. So I hope you guys all liked this season, that was the peanut murder. If you did, it would help us out a ton if you would consider supporting us on Patreon. We're found under Don somewhere. And your donations help us going and make it possible for us to make new content. It's a really big deal for us and I really appreciate everyone who's pitching in. If you like my content in general, we've actually been making a ton of stuff over the years and you can go to our website, donsomewhere.com, and find links to a bunch of other things that we've done. Again, that's donsomewhere.com. You can find lots of cool stuff or just keep your eyes out for the next episode. Those who donate on Patreon get the next episode one week in advance. Again, that's donsomewhere.com. You guys have a fantastic day, week, or whatever, and I'll catch you next time.